And I am Renee, and welcome to The 40 Spot, where we discuss the highs and the lows and everything in between of being 40. On this episode, we'll be talking about the movie, Don't Look Up. This won't be a review of the movie, but more of a reflection of the overarching theme, is ignorance bliss. What do you think? <laughs> but first, we're going to get into our segment, While, you're, while We Were Out. This is a section where we talk about the news, entertainment, and some personal experiences that have occurred since our last show. But first, I would like every, to welcome everybody that's here, and we thank you for coming in. For all of our new people, we welcome you to the 40 spot. For all of our return people, we would like to thank you for you know coming in. Um, Checking back, being, you know, our foundational um, members, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend that we're on live. Right now, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, you can find us on all platforms or wherever you find your podcast on the replay. And so, while we're out, we discuss the news, entertainment, and some personal experiences that have occurred since our last show. So on this week's While We Were Out, everybody knows we've been out for a while. So we had made a post that we had a family emergency, as I had said in a couple of shows ago, that my son had surgery. So he did have surgery. The surgery went very, very well. However, about... 48 hours after he got out of the hospital, he ended up getting um, a fever and we realized that he was having an infection. So with that, we went back to the hospital Sunday, Monday, he was having emergency surgery and thanks be, we got discharged yesterday afternoon. So we're back. And so that is why we were out for an extended amount of time, but I thank you all for your takes, your calls, your prayers, your positive energy, everything um, that was happening, and I just appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, I'm so happy. It is doing much better. I know as a mom, you are ecstatic. Yes. Less stressful. I'm sure it's still some some things because he's kind of still on the mend. Yes. But to be home is great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't ask for anything else better. Um, um, I, big shout out to his surgery team, the nurses, the staff, everybody. They definitely took care of my baby. Um, so just continue to pray for him for his recovery. Yeah. So moving on along, since um, we're a couple of weeks out from the Winter Olympics that happened in Beijing, China, we want to give a shout out to a couple of our sisters who um, was medalists. Miss um, Elaine Myers Taylor, she is an Olympian. She was the she won a silver medal, and she was the first woman ever in the Mono Bob event to win. And also, she's the most decorated winter. Black Olympian. She's on Team USA as well. In 2010, she won a bronze. In 2014 and 2018, she won a silver medal. Um, Also, Miss Erin Jackson. 
She's the first black woman to win in solo speed skating, the 500 meter event. She was the top. She was a gold medalist. And Miss Vanetta Flowers, um, she won the gold medal. It was a teammate with her teammate for bobsledding. And her teammate was Jill Backen. And all of those um, women, they were definitely from Team USA. So we definitely want to give them a shout out um, because they are breaking walls, um, barriers, and, you know, just being the great Olympians that they are. And I think um, watching this give a lot of our people, you know, even more knowledge of it's not just track and field, football, basketball, you know, soccer, that there are so many other more sports out there that you can definitely find the niche for your child if your child is active, you know, type of person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That's, I didn't, I'm not really into the Winter Olympics. I'm not really into Olympics that much, but <laughs> I think I see the, uh, I watch the other ones more than the Winter Olympics. Outside of figure skating, I think that's yes. the, the ones that, that most people pay um, most people, a lot of people pay attention to, but that's kind of the one I pay attention to, get the highlights though. Yes, that's the most watched event um, of the Winter Olympics. Um, figure skating, um, no matter if it's the couples, the singles, the men or women, just across the board, that is the most watched. Um, I think it has to be because it's, I think it's the movement of the bodies and the expression is telling the story. So even if you're not into sports and just watching it for the strength, you're getting, you're truly getting entertained. For people yeah. who watch other sports, of course, they're probably always entertained. <laughs> but um, for me, figure skating, is it's, it's very entertaining for me. It's just, it's beautiful. So I, it is. It is. They are, they just the way they glide on yeah. the ice. But I tell you, they make it look flawless because I went figure skating with skate ice skating before with my son. And mm -mm, child, it was not pretty. I think I did it one time ever in life. And I am good on doing it again. Not that I won't do it, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, I want to do it again. My ankles hurt so bad. Oh, yes. I'm not trying to fall. My thighs, like, it, it requires a lot of strength. And, so and if you're not a cold type of person, it's cold. Hello. It is cold. <laughs> so it is very cold. That's the biggest part to be able to do such beautiful work and such beautiful moves um, on ice and with everything that is like. Technically, you shouldn't really still be standing up, but you are. And not only are you standing and walking, you're gliding and you're making it. So kudos to everybody in the Olympics. Um, we're going to move to the next one. Uh, just an update on the Supreme Court nominee. Mm -hmm. While we were officially, the uh, the person that was selected was uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Judge, she's actually a judge, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. Um, yeah. She actually worked for the justice that is being replaced, Justice Stephen Breyer, um, before um, in his office, before she worked for him, uh, they can't find anything on her. However, <laughs> Republicans are now saying, oh, well, she was too lenient on some of her cases. So they can't find anything. So now they're going to go to cases. Uh, I guess kind of expected. It's interesting. He's one of the most... Um, She's one of the 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 most. If she becomes the, the not just the nominee, but the uh, Supreme Court judge, she'll have most of the, a, a lot more accolades than a lot yeah. of people that have been 
there. So that's very interesting. They, and you know they have dug. They have dug deep to find dirt. Can't find nothing. So now they're going to go to her cases. And he's like, oh, you were too nice. And, you have passion. <laughs> yes, and then they're, they're looking for stuff that she may have done as to say going into those cases where almost all of those people they have not done the work in which she's done because she would be with the exception of the late Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. No one else have worked in the public sector. Mm -hmm. None of them have been public defenders. They never worked on the other side. Right. You know. Exactly. So, and um, what it was about two years ago, she was appointed bipartisan for um, circuit court, court, circuit court judge in the DMV area. So, it is, it's just amazing how, you know, she was able to get that bipartisan support. And even like Lindsey Graham even was just like, yes, I put my cosign on her. And, and I was like, uh-uh. I was like, darn, you just always doing South Carolina disservice. I'm from South Carolina. Like, but I just have to think about who his mentor was and the history of that. And, you know. You know, it's something that is not long term. This is a long term, um, a lifetime appointment. Um, Absolutely. Enough, I still want to know because I want to know the T. Why is uh, Stephen Breyer leaving? He's retiring. Is he, did something happen? Who knows? I mean, because it's a lifelong yes. appointment. People yes. Yes. from it. So that's interesting. That's a, probably another story for another day. Maybe whenever that comes out. We're going to talk about it. We're going to let the people know. Y'all going to have to tell us. If y'all find out before, y'all email us, tag us in that. Um, email us at the40spot at gmail.com or tag us. Um, if they post it somewhere, tag us at the40spot. Let us Hello. know. Let us know. And speaking of tea, moving on to Miss Wendy Williams. Um, we call the end of an era. Because she was the number one tea spiller, bone carrier, bone collector, and she is retiring. But unfortunately, if you've been following some of the entertainment news, it seems like a forced retirement. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 very, very different. And I I think um it's it's kind of disheartening to see because these last couple of years we've definitely seen a lot of her very very personal private life be on display yeah in the public um however she has always been very very tightly amongst the word as far as any of that although she has made that's been the foundation of her career as i say she she be knowing people business and people they tell her the stuff because this is one thing I I don't recall any time where she's been sued for telling lies but you know maybe it's like slander <laughs> it's a big difference but um and you know the entertainment industry in itself is very very it's a youthful driven um place and. As you said, um, when we talked about it earlier, was like this was before she had planned an exit plan. Yeah. So it's kind of. I think. What do I do now? It less dramatic had she um, 
had an exit plan. And she yeah. obviously doesn't have an exit plan. Obviously, she had more time and more years in her mind or specifically doing this. And so when I say exit plan, I don't even mean her not being in the limelight or not, you know, mm -hmm. being entertainment. I just mean, you know, from the show, like pivoting from the show to something else. And I guess that's not where her mind was at the right. time. And there are some conspiracy theories that I've seen going around the Internet saying, oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, the whole thing that she doesn't have uh, control over her money. And we don't know the whole story. But I do know that I find that strange that a bank control, you know, your money like that. A banker, maybe. But um, not the whole bank. So I find that interesting. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I heard a little interview that she did. And she was like, you know, I have the mind and the body of a 25-year-old. And I was like, mm -hmm. Um, clearly, she was meaning that she has, she was turning it around 52, not 25. And listen, and when I say mind in the body of a 25-year-old, I'm not even trying to be shady. I'm not trying to be shady at all. But we all know that, like, a year ago, Wendy passed out on live. Oh, and I was watching it because I was like, what? Oh, so for her to say that, then I was like, well, why would you say <laughs> it is definitely not the the body of the physical health now i'm not going to say about looks because every everyone's wise yes you know, 25 she wasn't going through the things that she's going through now so oh absolutely not and she said it because it kind of pointed to maybe her mental state in the sense of her being maybe delusional because i think when they put a a story out saying that she had some like early onset dementia. Mm. I don't know that to be true, but it was just interesting hearing that. It's kind of like, girl, maybe that's why they, you know, holding on to you. But if, if that be true, part of dementia is not delusions and grandiose. Know. <laughs> you know, so you think you think that like, oh no, this is fine. It's fine. I can do all these things. You know, there's people who they buy stuff. They know exactly how to use their credit cards and they know how to buy stuff online. They buy, they call in and they, they, they spend a whole bunch of money because they're not thinking rationally. Yeah. Um, you know, so dementia is not just about memory. This is true. So, but also for for because I think she banks with Wells Fargo um, mm -hmm. for them. They're not. That company is so much more bigger than Wendy Williams. Like, yeah. trust and believe. Like, I work for companies and my checks came through Wells Fargo. Mm -hmm. Um, so they are dealing with way more money than what she has on a day-to-day -day basis. But um somewhere, some kind of way, maybe it's an accountant or a family member or something that she has have had some type of concerns and She's given them some type of um, legal ability to be able to make some decisions so that they can put that stop on it. Because it's the CEOs and stuff like that of... It's probably more of a banker. It's not the bank. The banker does yes. work for them. <laughs> and it's her banker who has that right. She said she had to have given them um, some type of control and sign some type of document saying that, oh, if I reach this limit, then you can make these decisions. And, you know, it's unfortunate because not even being funny, we see an end of an era. You know, Wendy Williams has surpassed a lot of people in the entertainment gossip 
realm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's unfortunate for her that things are ending in this way because it's yeah. kind of tragic. It's, it's not on her own terms. And when things are not on your own terms, it's just really hard and it can get even worse because depression can set in and a whole lot of other things. So, you know, I, I pray the best for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, is, it is sad. It is sad. You know, it's unfortunate. Um, but she has also, you know, surrounded herself with a lot of negativity. And it's unfortunate. I feel like, and this is not about her, but just in general, like when mm-hmm. you surround yourself with negativity and that's all coming to you all the time, that's all you're into, a lot of times those things kind of show up in your life. It's, and, yeah. You know, I would definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. But throughout this, there has been some awesome hosts. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome host. One of the hosts, Miss Sherry Shepard, she will actually be getting her own show. I don't know if she's going mm-hmm. in that time slot um, exactly, but she's getting her own show. Yay. I've seen a couple episodes of her. She does really well with the the, the, the audience. She really, you know, with um, audience, but Sherry Shepard, uh, she was on The View for years and she's done a lot of things. She's a comedian, so she has a lot of different background that would bring a lot to the team, oh yes, um, yes. Across different generations, you know, my mom will watch her. I will watch her. I will too. A niece that'll watch her. I mean, depending on what they're talking about. Yes. But you know, definitely have that crossover appeal. You know, generational appeal. So I'm, I'm. That's a good thing that came out of it. I'm happy. Yes. I'm, I'm glad to see that. You know, she's going to be booked and busy, and also sometimes it also is like a testament. As you know, something bad may happen, and that really is you thinking it's a sit setback, but it's a set up for a great come up, come back, and you know, and put you in a place where you probably would have never been before. So I am, I definitely feel like she's very, very deserving yeah. of it because she she has been in a lot of things, and like you said. You know, when she was on a view, she was great there. And then even her tenure there kind of got kind of cut short due to some things in her personal life. So I don't know if Sherry Shepard and Wendy Williams are personal friends, but I can definitely um, see them potentially, you know, depending on what type of women that they are, you know, to reach out to be like, look, baby. I don't, I, it wasn't about that, but I have set where you set it, where my very, very personal life was on display and issues with, you know, a husband who, whom you've had for a long time. The okay. difference was Sherry Shepard had a, like a younger son. Right. And her and her husband weren't together that long, but yeah, they have a lot of things in common, especially with that, because her ex drug her through it, took her through it, and to the point where she had to leave, you know, for yes. her interest, you know, whatever that may be, but she had to leave, and she left because of that, um, but I don't know if Wendy Williams, you think she, she's ready for that conversation? I, I honestly, I don't know. I really and truly don't know. I'm going to say more, I'm going to lean more towards no, because Right now, she's in a fight for the control. So if you're still trying to fight for control of all of these things, also for the narrative, you're not ready. I don't think that you're just ready to have that conversation where it's just like, you know what? Life has beaten you down, not destroyed you. Right. But there definitely has to be some reconstruction, repair. 
and maybe you can't repair it. You just have to build something new. Exactly. And I mean, I, I would think that she has a bigger reach to where mm-hmm. all of this, uh, when the dust settles, that yes. she'll be able to um, rebuild and build something bigger and better. If it's yeah. not, it's, it could, I mean, it could, I would just think that she could do so much. Right? Yes. Movies, um, you know, being the back part, the, the behind the scenes where you're bringing different entertainment artists together or just even bloggers or some, some, I, there is something that's out there for Wendy. So Wendy, we wish you the best. Yes. We really do, sister. Um, you know, how you doing? We hope you'll be doing very well real soon. Absolutely, absolutely. And child, the next thing, our little dear brother, just <laughs> honey, he been singing some blues, I'm sure. He's just singing some blues. What he needs to do, put that stuff down on paper and put that music out yourself. You ain't now these days you do not have to have big money, whatever like that. And because of all of this, people people <laughs> looking to see what he's yes, doing. Absolutely. Baby, you need to do just like TI. He kept, once he got out of jail, he prison, he came out, he dropped a five album. So did he do any time? Did he actually do time. I know. So uh, for those who may not know, some people may not know just Smollett. Um, what was this a year ago? I uh, had this maybe two. Yeah, maybe it was two before years. COVID. It was but before COVID. No, no, no. It was during COVID. This was like while we was all locked down. I, I thought, listen, these last two and a half years are running together, <laughs> like for real. But um, really is. Allegedly, he staged this thing where two um, men attacked him, uh, put a noose around his neck, beat him up. Um, yeah, and so he reported that, and what has come out is that he paid two Nigerian men to stage this event. Um, I don't know, was it to bring awareness to racial problems, or was it... He said it was a plight to propel his career, but it's like... The show was popping, like... Right you are headlining with Terrence, How- How- oh, Terrence Howard, Taraji, they had... Anybody who was anybody on that show. I don't know what happened because maybe you saw with Paris Jackson. The time did that happen? I was I mean, because I, I watched Empire. That was my show. And yeah. I remember his character was really getting like boosted up. And he had a lot of screen time. I think it was a transition. He found a man. And yes. um we were talking about somebody accepting him with his status because his character was HIV positive. And I I think that was really close to the end. They like they had to kill him off, and it's just like it was so premature. It just was awkward, and I think everybody that was fans of the show knew what was happening and knew that he wasn't coming back. And I honestly, I didn't think they was going to kill him off. I thought he was going to go and be with that guy that he met that was like in oh, Europe, right. and it was just kind of like you know the way TV go. If they don't kill you off and they don't find They're your body, people. it's always able to come you know, back. You had to. Uh, Dang it, what was his name? I remember his real name, interesting enough. I usually only remember character's name, but Isaiah Thomas Washington. Child, yes. On Grey's Anatomy. They killed him off. I don't I don't know. That was your show. I don't think they I killed him off. 
that he just left and never talked about him. They killed George off. See, I remember that character. They killed George off. I was like, dang. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just took a side journey. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But I, I don't I don't know what else was he because to me his with his his acting career his um sister has started um playing in this show called Underground and I love that show I hate that they cut it it didn't have nothing to do with him but he had not just a cameo like he was in the show for like three episodes like a strong character and it's like bruh you are book you are busy he was doing shows he was touring he was doing that and during the time where this um the show was filming i was living in chicago at the time like they was all over the city like people they was everybody from that cast in the music industry everybody seemed like from all different genres was um you know, coming there, even some upcoming people, people that you never heard. They had artists on there, clothing designs. Like, they had everybody. Like, this was a show that was like, guess what? If any, you didn't have to be somebody to be on that show. You could have just been somebody that somebody else knew would be like, look, they don't, you need to have them on here. They do X, Y, and Z. And even if it ain't them with just that little bit, I mean, they would use people real names to try to give them notoriety. Well, you know, another thing I, you know, I love that show too. That, that show, Empire, kind of became the show you could go on and uh, pub new music because you had yeah. artists that were going on and they would talk about their new music or their new music would play or something like that. So it's very interesting, you know, once again, you know, I am a person, I definitely believe in restoration. So I hope that, you know, he can come on the other side of this, write a book, maybe be like, OJ, if I would have did it, this is what I would have did. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say this, that um, I think that it would be rather, it, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it, it's going to be rather difficult. And I definitely feel like he lost his fan base amongst black people, not just black people that's on the LGBTQ. It's just that as a black person, we are so when the police is called or we have to show up for court or they want to know what happened. We are already um, kind of deemed as unbelievable. You tell lies. And when they was coming out with me, like, bruh you set us back 200 years and it was just like it wasn't like a funny meme it was like you really did every black person a a disservice and an injustice for fighting with the police and uh police brutality you know you use that as a platform for your career you know exactly and possible it may definitely take some time but i really don't think it's impossible no, but but just just because the nature of you trying to say that it was a racial motivated crime, black people, there has been over two hundred and eighty bills that have hit the um the the house floor for hate crimes against black people. All of them have been shut down. The one it wasn't even in the works for a whole three hundred and sixty five days for our Asian um family members, and it passed. Asian hate bill. They had 
but black people is not but guess what i have not seen strange fruit throughout the years like that i haven't seen what people they have been raped mutilated drugged behind cars and trucks you know just just all type of stuff and it's like you you made it even harder because somebody's going to use that that example like look it couldn't have been racially motivated. They may have staged it. That would be the question. But was it staged? And let's figure out if it was staged. I mean, I hope for the best one. I do. Yeah. But let me tell you, the people who stayed, they can have their own reality TV show. I don't think one of the people want, uh, you know, one person just got out of one. The other person probably don't want to be on another. I will say this. Instead of Kane versus Abel, it's Kane versus Kane. Child. But <laughs> outside, yes, Kim might love the media, but I will say being harassed, that doesn't that doesn't make it okay. But honey, they listen, as everybody said, please take us out of the group chat. Please. <laughs> exactly. What you want us to do? You want us to go and whoop her? And half the time complaining about this is what, you know. They say baby daddy's complaining about. Not just that, but guess what? Before before Kanye went into the second place, he was rapping about this shit. Excuse me. So guess what? I don't know if you foretold it, but I don't know. The Kardashian family has some type of gravitational pull with people just like Donald Trump. When people get in the, in their hemisphere, they don't make the best decisions. And a lot of times they leave from their 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 atmosphere their circle worse than when they came and she i seen a little clip where she went on ellen and she was like i just don't say nothing negative that is that's the that's the part of my children you know you know you said a, a statement right there because the majority of people that are no longer in their circle they are not um Except Jordan, honey. <laughs> Jordan was able to flip that thing, honey. He's definitely better off. Well, guess what? Not just Jordan, but China, China, um, Black China, because she's been suing them and she's been winning. But I think that is also because those were two women who, to a degree, it was like my choice and I'm going to fight. Um, Like with Jordan, she's like, I don't want those problems. And she... Now she did have another environment she was in. That was the Smiths, honey. And <laughs> smart, smart girl. Smart girl. Like, I'm gonna be able to tell my story on my on my term on a media and a platform that the Kardashians don't control or have some type of influence. Mm-hmm. So I think that was very smart. And you know, I can appreciate someone using their platform to help someone like that. And Black China, she she's smart. She went in in the situation and out the situation, knowing what was up. Period. <laughs> this is true. Because you know what? Black China, she from the streets. And I mean, like her mother is hilarious, but I do like the dynamic. It, it is toxic to a certain extent, but they just so much, much alike. But sometimes people just look at like, look, I'm not going back from whence I came. Like that poverty, that I don't know, I ain't going back to the pole no more. I ain't stripping, no, none of that. It's almost like that time when Jocelyn Hernandez was talking to Stevie, like, you can't put me back on that pole. I'm not going back to that pole. Like, she was crying. Like, I felt it. Like, guess what? It was just like, look, this has to work. Right. It, it, it's it, This will work because that, that wasn't living. That was not living. So, 
But yeah, I want to be out of the group chat, but some of it, I still, I'm not saying that they don't have the issues and stuff like that, but I still kind of wanted the validity of it all just because they love the media, media so much. And Kris Jenner, she, she is, she'll pimp her kids out and stuff like that. And she knows how to navigate all of that to, to try to make it, you know, what it is. But. I don't think Kanye is giving them content. Oh. I only feel that he is giving the content, honey. He is giving. He's giving the girls exactly what they want and they need. I, I don't think that they are making him and influencing him to do it, but it's like he doesn't even, you were, as much as you were in their presence and in their lives, you don't realize how they work. And so you're consistently giving them content. But just in a nutshell, we are sick of them. Yes. I just take us out of the That's all I'm saying. Take us out. I don't want to be in it. You know, I don't know what we're supposed to do. What do we supposed to do, Kanye? Like? Right. <laughs> but you know, that's what they like. So we're giving them exactly what they like right now. We're we're a part, we're actually sending to the group chat. Yes. Yes. It. Yes. Like. Yeah. But I guarantee you, all them kids gonna be just like Kanye. Kim, you know what? You you ain't you don't know Kanye until you got four little kids calling your name that you can't get rid of them or nothing. And every last one of them have some attributes of Kanye, and it's just like okay, Kanye time for. Yeah. I can tell it. He got strong genes that look like him and guarantee they act like him. And then when they do the little memes, like North got that, she a whole mood. No, she a whole Kanye. <laughs> that is facts. She definitely is a whole Kanye. And I mean, this is not um, to say that all parts of Kanye is bad. You know, this no. why they were together. Um, you know, I'm sure he was a great person. I know a lot of people talked about the new uh, documentary that mm -hmm. out, that is out on Netflix about his life. I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen all of it. I haven't taken the time to do that. Um, I don't want to watch it. Because they were talking about how much of a genius he is, you know, and how much of a genius you could see it, you know, presently watching it. And so, I mean, he has great, wonderful, you know, qualifications and characteristics. Uh, so I hope the kids get more of that. You know, and it's interesting, you know, for someone who was in the media and actually saw a lot of the things that went on uh, in that house that he went in. And it makes me ask the question. Is ignorance bliss? Because did you go in thinking you were different? Did you go in thinking, oh, it wasn't really like that? Did you not watch the show? Is ignorance bliss? And that's what our topic is about tonight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> our topic tonight is don't look up. Is ignorance bliss? And um, just like we said earlier, it's more about, it's less about a review of the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Amazing movie. Um, started watching it with my mom. Interesting enough, she wanted to watch it, and I just kept saying, "But it's supposed to be funny." <laughs> right. like, I, it, but it was so good, I couldn't turn it off. That was the weird thing. And as it kept going, it was like one of those books that was slow to get started. Mm -hmm. Like when you get in, it's like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to get to the end." That's how I felt. Um, and the movie All Star Cast. All oh yes, everybody, everybody was somebody. In that movie. 
everyone was. It was a great movie. I love sci-fi. So I was here from it at the beginning. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, discover the rock hurling towards the earth. This is going to be good. Because yeah. like none of those people had ever played in a show like in a movie like that. I never have seen them. They are not typical sci-fi characters and stuff. Right. They're more drama, you know, some, you know, uh, drama comedy or whatever like that, a romance com comedy. But just to see them all in that, and it was so many parallels to what is happening now. Coronavirus, the war in Ukraine, you know, and just the entertainment. People, they want to be entertained. And it's like, I keep going back to that gladiator. Are you not entertained? And it's just like, yes. And the crowd goes wild. And it's like, People, they just want, I think life is, can be, is very difficult. It is very, very stressful. And people, they need those escapes. So it's just like, if there is something that can take my mind away from this, bring it on. And people, they just gluttonous with it. It's like, give me, give me, give me more of it. And, you know, we talked about the all-star cast. One of the people, Leonardo DiCaprio. So that lets you I know. him. A1, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep. When I saw Meryl Streep, I was like, really? Okay, so let me keep watching. She made it. She she made the cut, baby. Yes, Tyler Perry was Yes, yes. That was surprising. That was very surprising. But, you know, and just to give a brief overview of the movie and then get into the meat of tonight's discussion, um, like, like Renee said, it was the scientists discovered a rock, a meteor coming to Earth. They did the calculations, and it's like, oh, my God, this is huge, and it's going to hit the earth in six months. Mm -hmm. Nothing. We are all dead. Mm -hmm. So they went on a campaign for six months trying to tell the world, hey, if it's happening, something needs to happen. We need to stop this from happening. It was the craziest thing. They would go on like something. I don't remember the name of the show, but it's like Good Morning America. Yes, it was very parallel to that. Yeah, can you make it happier? Yes, and it was just like this is too serious, and it's like we all about to die. How much more serious is that? Like we on the clock, people. Like we ain't got time for these games. And then it was just kind of like you see how the producers and the hosts and stuff. It's just like no, like dumb it down. Like please dumb it down. Like we know that you have many, many degrees and accolades and you can do all this and navigate the sky with, you know, the position of the earth and stars, but it's just like, no, we don't want that. Can you, can you, do you got a joke? And do then, you got a joke or something? Like, the president, uh, Meryl Streep was actually the president of the United yeah. States, so they had a meeting with her and then it's just like, oh, we need to do something when they finally figured out and then uh, all of a sudden, you know, some billionaire, maybe an, an Elon Musk type or, um, Bill Gates was like, oh, we need to stop it because there's all these minerals and diamonds on it and we could use that. So instead of just breaking it up, we can, you know, well, instead of exploding, we can break it up so they can fall on Earth. We can use those minerals. So in the middle of them supposed to be uh, destroying the meteor, they actually didn't do that. <laughs> and then they went on a campaign saying, don't look up because, of course, the scientists are telling everyone, listen, this is what's happening because they were trying to get, 
you know, the people behind them to push their 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 politicians say, hey, we need to do something. Long story short, is don't work. don't look up, you know, so you don't have to pay attention. To like it. it's not real. It's not what real. they're saying. Uh-huh. It's fake. You see the correlation between Rona? Well, it ain't real. Well, not just that, honey. They tell us a lot of stuff is fake. But what was crazy is we've been telling people don't look up, and by the time they look up, it's too late. It's already on your head. Literally. At that point, it is so close to the earth. It was, you definitely need to watch oh, this show. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, hey, there's one part of the movie we don't have to give away. The very end of the movie, because yeah. that is kind of interesting too. And that you could dig deeper into that as well. But, oh my God. Um, but the thing about it is, you know, why we say the overarching theme was is ignorance bliss is because the scientists, they spent six months of their last day on Earth trying to get everybody to believe them. Mm-hmm. They spent six months of their last days on Earth being afraid, having anxiety, um, not enjoying life. No, not definitely not living. They're, they're trying to see if they can save humanity, which it, but it's like, I can understand that. But the roadblocks, like, exactly. these people don't want to be saved. Exactly. And so the, their last few minutes on Earth, they were able to enjoy but it's like just imagine had they known but say you know what nobody believe us i'm just gonna enjoy it would or they have not seen it would have what what would their last six months have been like if they just just kept living their life but you know so that's why that would brought the question of is ignorance bliss because the same for on the opposite side of you know just the everyday people uh the people who wouldn't believe they were able to just enjoy their lives or I mean, everybody wasn't enjoying their life, but they went Absolutely. about their life as it was without that additional stress. So Renee, do you think that ignorance is bliss? Well, first let's, let's say what ignorance is by definition, because some people, they immediately think like, Oh, well, if you call a person ignorant, it's, it's something very, very condescending. But when we just talking about what is the true definition can you give that to, so to the audience? The basic definition of ignorance is the lack of knowledge or information. Okay. That is very, very simple. And when you look at it, you can tell how this word has been hijacked and given all types of bad ammunition because I'm not an engineer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the mechanism of my refrigerator works, but I know I plug it in and electricity is hot, but inside of it's cold. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. So I'm ignorant as how the actual cooling mechanism and electricity goes from, you know, the power lines and stuff. But that doesn't mean that I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's not my realm of expertise. However, you ask me some stuff about the body, ask me things about, you know, healthcare, hospitals and stuff. I know that. So it's just that. People have information of what they per- expertise is. It's just like, look, if I want to bake a cake, I ain't going to the mechanic. Let me uh, <laughs> bring up a refrigerator because uh, when I the last place that I worked, in, we had to get a new refrigerator for um, our reasons and things like that. Um, well, actually, a new freezer. Mm-hmm. Funny because I don't know how these things work, but being a supervisor, I had to ask all these different questions. And so when they actually brought in the new one. It was taking a long time to cool. Mm-hmm. And 
one thing that it didn't have anything to do with me, but because I had to do this research on and ask all these questions, I had to ask, how was it transported? Because they talked about how depending on the trans, how things are transported and how it's packed, it, that would determine if t- determine how it cools when it comes in. Mm-hmm. And so just if, had I not done this additional uh, study, I would mm-hmm. have not known. And then I couldn't actually defend our position because they were trying to say it was something that we did that you know it's not working it's like uh first of all it's a new thing what what would we have done to break it and so right. that position is like yeah i had all this extra information but it actually paid off for me mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like it's better not to know but it was a situation that you was put in to to propel you to to go and to look up that information because prior to this like as long as it's working um it's working. Hello, it's honey, and that's the big thing. When it ain't working, oh, that is where all the big problems come in. <laughs> yes, um, I I definitely think um, ignorance is blessed. Um, but I think that sometimes it can be categorical because some things I get with my personal um, experience just these last two weeks with my son, knowing. It was extra stress on me because it's like, okay, I know what the rate is of people who have issues with anesthesia. Have that. People who have issues with just surgery. People who have issues with long surgeries. Okay. And my son basically had three surgeries in one. So I'm looking at all of these different type of things. I know medications that they're going to use. I know the side effects of all of that. And it's just like, he ain't going to make it out of here. Like with all of the bad stuff that could happen. And it's like, you add this to add this to add this to add this to add this. It's like, it's nothing shy. It's nobody but God that a person comes out and they're still alive, you know, um, from surgery. However, other people that does not have that medical background. They just go in and they hope and they pray that, you know, the surgeons do what they're supposed to be doing. Everything is going good. You know, there's no complications or anything. So in that case, sometimes having too much information is like, I don't want to be 100% ignorant, but guess what? I could have scaled it back 80%. And it would have been okay because it was... I could have went without knowing it. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of like I had to know all of this stuff to pass my classes and all this other different type of things. But then when when it's happening to you Mm -hmm. um, and what's going on with them, to your own loved one or to yourself, it just compounds that. But then some things... You have no clue to know about, and it's and right. it's nothing to to. Don't know. Yes, and some sometimes you can get to a point where you don't know things because you don't even know what to ask. Right. Just like we gave the refrigerator situation, you knew they was going to ask you questions, so you had to go and research. But the only thing was, you know, that everything that went wrong and then as your manager, you had to have some type of concrete evidence or whatever to be able to say like, hey, this is what X, Y, and Z was. But otherwise, it's nothing that's just like, you know what? I'm going to know how to refrigerator rock. Exactly. And we'll but make it not work. Exactly. exactly. Other than unplug it. You know, <laughs> that's the main thing. Like, what is it plugged up? I don't and think nobody behind it. 
And was it plugged up? Is electricity coming out the plug? <laughs> right. Did somebody check the breaker box? You know, so um, I definitely think ignorance is bliss, but it's definitely categorical. So I don't I, think I it's a blanket agree. statement. I have to agree with you. Um, there was a study, uh, December 2021. Oh, it said whether people inform themselves or remain ignorant is due to three factors. Mm. Um, it, it's very interesting. Uh, they say that some, after they did their research, they say the researchers found that most people prioritize one of the three motives, feelings, usefulness, frequency of thought over the other feelings of tendency to remain uh, relatively stable across time and domain, suggesting that what drives each person to seek information is a, is like a trait. <laughs> and they say that the three factors are uh, expected utility, emotional impact, and whether it was relevant to the things they thought of uh, often. So expected utility is kind of your expected outcome. So mm. this is what I expect to happen. So when I go research, I'm going to look for like, what does this look like when X, Y, and Z? Because that's my expected outcome. That's my expected end. Um, and I think that's true. You know, and you know, in statistics, they have something called like um, bias in there. And you want none, no bias in there. Where that's why they do these double-blinded cohort studies, where nobody knows whatever it is. Because yeah. if you're already expecting some something, and you know what you want your outcome to be, you already looking through it as a, at a lens, and you very, you could be very neglectful for other important things. And even in research uh, and numbers, they make room for bias because yeah. in certain things depending on what you're researching and certain things it's 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 impossible to completely set aside your bias your previous known information um Absolutely. so you actually have to make room for that as well because the same thing even if you're doing a poll that person may have an expectation of what you're asking them so therefore they answer how you expect them to answer so that could be true for us just having a conversation. Like, if you know my general views on something and then we start talking about something that's very close to it, you may conform to what you think, you know, I want want you to hear. Mm. Uh, what I want to hear. I mean, you wouldn't do that, but general, <laughs> general terms, yeah. people do that, you know. And it could be something big. It could be political. It could just be what you feel like eating. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Doesn't really eat fish that often. You may not suggest fish, and you might kind of want fish, but it's like I'm not going to suggest fish because this person don't like fish that often. Um, but that is what uh, expected utility is, and then the the other one, emotional impact. Research. I'm on CNN, and we know exactly what that means because people don't like to be put in uncomfortable places. But I think sometimes. That's that's when growth happens, when you do become uncomfortable, when you no longer can sit there. And it's an awakening situation because it's kind of like when you sleep, most people, they sleep, you're in one spot. You're not moving. You're not doing anything. But once you become awake and you know some stuff, it's like, guess what? I got to get the moving. Yep. You got to get the moving. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, look at the me. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and, and I think a lot of people, they don't like change. Change is very, very emotional for them. And um, who knows what that could stem from? Because all change is not bad change. 
Right. But some people don't even, even things that could be potentially good, some people still don't like change. And I think a lot of times that is connected to the fear of unknown. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they mean, oh, you know, this really could be good, but I really don't know. Because I don't know how it's going to mm-hmm. turn out. So, therefore, I'd rather stick with what I know doesn't work because at least I know I can control that and I know what to expect. Yes. And those are the people that still rocking that same one hairstyle from the 80s. You know, once they get to about 25 years old and then they realize like, hey, I don't like change. But like when you're a child, you just living and you just existing. And I don't think all of that stuff really bothers you. But then they just get very, very stuck. And then you stuck in that mindset as well. It's not just, oh, I'm going to wear this hairstyle, you know. I mean, and just comparing it in the movie for those people who were deciding not to pay attention to the, the I mean, because although um, the media was saying something opposite, if you were watching the show and you're listening to them, you still could have chosen to believe them. But how can how does that emotionally impact you? You know, mm-hmm. do I have time for that? I don't have time to listen to y'all and think about the world ending when I got bills paid. I have all these other things going on. So emotionally, I don't actually have the time to even think about, is that real? Because if it's real, child, we all die. So (laughs) I think, you know, especially with what we all have been going through, went through when, you know, for me, I have my own personal feelings about people, you know, who just refuse to wear a mask. But at the same time, you know, it's like, dang, there's an emotional impact for these people. I mean, I agree with, your opinion but you know there's a lot of people who who, they, who couldn't afford for coronavirus to be real exactly and and this yeah. is the thing today a lot of <laughs> at, this, at this point i think worldwide everybody knows someone or they themselves that has been impacted due to corona rather it was the like they actually got it they passed away the economic um, about it, their job change. Everybody now on the planet has had some type of effect of coronavirus. Because yeah. if you was living here, whatever, like that, unless like you was some in one of the remote places and people didn't even know that you was there, they you still stuff was shut down. So everybody's lives was shut down due to it. Now, if they think it was for one th- reason or another, that's something different. However, but then you look at a lot of the number one killer of people in the United States is heart disease. There's still people that I know that have never known anyone to have a heart attack. However, they believe high blood pressure is real. They know that people, they have heart attacks, people, they, but it does not affect your everyday life. If you yourself, or if your loved one do not have that high blood pressure. So you see what, what what it does to the body, but these people, come on, I ain't real. It ain't but real. Also, if we talk about high blood pressure, I mean, there's so many people who live with so many things, so they take on that attitude of, well, a you gotta die with something. B, you know, this person has lived all this time and they've had it. Um, and C, well, like you said, people don't really know that many people who have died of a heart attack. Yes, <laughs> even though it's one of the number one killers. Yeah, but I think it's more that here. Here's the going to is ignorance bliss, maybe because people don't actually report a heart attack. 
<laughs> Sometimes people don't even know, but that's why they call it it's a silent killer. If your blood pressure is all kind of out of whack and your body accommodates that, it doesn't cause you cause you pain. Same way with um diabetes and stuff. And a lot of times, most of the people they have diabetes, and as a downstream effect, they end up getting um heart disease or high blood pressure and stuff because of the kidney function. But all of that, it's a silent disease. You just don't see people falling out. Yeah, and you can actually look up all this stuff. This information is readily available. You can know the number one killer in the U.S. specifically, but yet people don't eat right. They don't exercise. Um, They drink because drinking does affect your heart, people. It's not just your liver. Okay, you don't. I don't drink. I'm just saying because I do get a little toasty sometimes. However, (laughs) however, I am very much aware of my intake because alcohol does uh, affect your heart. Exactly, it it affects a lot of stuff. But I think because most of those, though they, speaking of high blood pressure and diabetes, they are they are silent killers. But the length of time, the decrease. It's a gradual decrease of um, quality of life. Um, There's little things that are happening to your body that compounds. And then after 20, 30 years of uncontrolled um, or just all over the place, you know, high blood pressure or heart disease and diabetes, then you start seeing these these effects. And sometimes you see those in a much older population, but now we're seeing them in younger population because people, they have a more sedentary lifestyle. But I think because with coronavirus, it's so quick. Right. It's very, very quick. It's, it's it kind of us. Or it is affecting, it can affect all your Exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of swift and we still yet to see what are the long-term effects of this, I read a little study where it said that they noticed that some of your gray matter is decreased after you get coronavirus. I was like, Lord, don't tell me I'm finna get a white brain. What? And I'm still paying for all these student loans to say, I ain't on the person. There are some people who are dealing with long haul coronavirus. I don't know if any, everybody knows about that, but it's those people who got COVID and they have literally never gotten better. They may mm-hmm. not have a cough, but they have like now they have neuro, neuro what is it? Neuropathy. Neuropathy. Thank you. <laughs> or neuro, neurological issues. Yes. Um, they have really they have lung issues, they have headaches, they just and it's it's called long haul or long haul COVID is the, the term that has been coined because they are actively dealing with the symptoms and the side effects of having COVID. Yeah. Um, you know. Which is like being sick to the day you die. And that's young people, not just older people with it. You know, so I mean, but even in the idea of someone being older, you know, when you talk to people, when I talk to my grandmother about certain things, there were certain things that she wished she had known, right? Like, mm-hmm. I wish I should have known that um, I should have been doing Kegels when I was younger. <laughs> Kegel exercises. <laughs> Wouldn't have some of the issues I'm having now. Or right. like just even with her back, my grandmother loved walking. Um, that was her exercise. And that is definitely one of my exercises. And I keep her in my mind because I know when I'm 80, I want to be healthy. And so mm-hmm. I know, and I'm not ignorant to the fact that you need to be taking care of your body right now. So that when mm-hmm. you're 80, um, you're not in a lot of pain. Uh, you do your best to be the, the 
your healthiest self because we don't have to get older and have all these things. We don't know. Oh, a lot I of us do that is what we see. And so therefore we don't do anything to preemptive. That's what mm-hmm. we oh, you want to die or something. Let me tell y'all. I want to die. I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm ready. That's how I want to die. <laughs> okay. I want to go for you. Travel. I still want to enjoy my life. Of course, I'm not going to be out 80 like I was 40 or 20, like Wendy Williams. But, you know, I definitely <laughs> want to be enjoying my life. And it's important now that I'm not ignorant of that information and I'm doing the work now. Um, so the, the, the third one was based on relevance. Mm. very here specifically right given my example with my grandmother i know how it hurt to me although my grandmother was 83 when she passed she was not 83 she would have been 83 when she was 82 um i really still feel like she could have lived longer and so mm-hmm. the relevance of finding the information and what i should be doing now is based on my grandmother's life it's based on mm. what i want um would I be searching out certain things had I not experienced things with my grandmother? Probably not. Mm-hmm. not. Especially since I know I want something different. Um, when I'm older, I want to be able to be more mobile. But mm-hmm. that's what's relevant to me. And that mm-hmm. makes it very different for the next person. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so relevance, I think that's very important about I, that makes sense, I should say, mm-hmm. as to what makes people going to look into information. Yes, um, and that does make sense that what is important to you is what you're going to seek out. However, as part of, like we said when we did our other show with um, New Year's resolutions, learn something new. Learn something outside of the box. You just don't know. There may be something that you didn't know, but once you did find out, you know, it's like, guess what? That's great. Like, um, who was talking earlier about things, things that come in, like next month is safe digging month. And it was like, safe digging? What is you digging? And it went through where you can call a number, 811, to find out, and it's free, where it said that people, they're not digging bad stuff they're like want to plant a tree so you're going to dig a little bit deeper than six inches they're going to want to put a fence in or something and they didn't know that guess what it's a gas line that goes here it's a water line it's underground fiber octaves and stuff has happened people have died and it was like i definitely could have lived without knowing that but it's good to know it just in case I want to just go out here and just dig a hole and put a tree in there. I mean, like in the future, Corey may say, Mom, I want to put, or you may have a tree. And he, that's information you can give him. But if you didn't know, he didn't know. And then, like, boy, you go out there and get the dig in, you about to blow up. What you mean? I'm about to blow up. Especially like if it's in a residential area, like if it's somewhere like in, like where I'm from originally, South Carolina, in the place that I'm from, where our house is at. There, there's not. We know the from the the from the water source to the house. Like everywhere else, you could probably dig and find more water. But a lot of places, it's not like that, you know. And sometimes people they just don't know, and it could be old pipes or something. But it was just one of those things. Like you didn't know, but clearly there has. It may not kill you, but 
okay, I want to put a deck on the back of my house, but I need to put these poles down at least three to four feet. And I done messed something up and something that should have had just took a weekend to build. Now they done come in and had to dig up all the back of my yard. Now it's a six month and the city ain't paying for your dug up dirt. They probably ain't even going to turn it back down. You got to be back out there and pack it down. Look, and if you lose gas, you might have to go and stay in a hotel. That's on you, boo. And, And guess what? This is one thing like I've seen where you know, sometimes you see like the fire hydrant and it's just running, 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 running. Every time I walk, go past something, I was like, man, the water bill is going to go up. Because everybody in the area has to pay for that water that's just being wasted coming out of that. So you don't never know. Like sometimes you get your bill like, why does it go up? It may never be like be 5 or $10, but guess what? That affected everybody's pipe. So guess what? If you... <laughs> Do power, peat money, gas, whatever your electric company, they finna get their money. You a bill, Renee. Your neighbor sending you a bill like, yeah, I'm gonna need to pay this ten dollars because uh, this your fault. We fighting because guess I know you went out there digging that hole. You could have called eight one one. You just want to dig. Right, you could have called eight one one. Like you could have called eight one one. You know. You know, actually, I don't know if that was here in Georgia or if it was in Tennessee. It had to be in Georgia because you would have heard it. But I can remember hearing some um, marketing commercials on the radio about if you get mm-hmm. ready to be called 811. Really? Mm-hmm. It had to be there because I that was the first time I ever heard it. I, I know 311 and 911. I can't say I hear it every day, but I, I have definitely heard those. I've, I've heard those. So it's probably, it probably is here. That's probably a bigger issue here, especially because there's a lot of things that run on gas. Mm-hmm. out here so it's probably and it's a, a lot of homes that have gas like even in my home i have electricity and gas and i didn't have gas before in, in tennessee so that I, I have gas and electric um mm-hmm. i can do without the the bill but i definitely tell you it makes a difference in the heating of your home yes it does yes it does i love it <laughs> it's, it's, it's different from when when your heat come from a source of fire versus <laughs> just some pipes that got warm up it's very well, so I found another article. Um, you know, I like articles, child. <laughs> but I found another article uh that kind of discussed like people it says people sometimes seek the truth, but uh most prefer like-minded views. So that's like what the mm. article was about. It was in 2009 that they did this. This was uh the source was out of the University of Urbana. Champagne? Urbana. 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 You was in, you was, what is it called? A Chicagoan? You was a Chicagoan for a little bit. Is that, uh, is that what they call them? I don't know. Chirac fucks. <laughs> well, you was one of the, you was part of the. No, club. I was not part of them. But guess what? Let me tell you, everywhere I look, it's a city of thugs, baby. When they sit up and say that city was just ran by a mafia, like you can tell it's a little underlying mafia town. Yeah, it's a whole lot. It's, it's a thug city. The Thug City um, had this article and what the researchers found was that people are about twice as likely to select information that supports their own point of view. This is by Mm -hmm. 67% uh, as to consider opposing ideas, 33%. So 33% of the time you may, you know, consider someone else's idea. Mm -hmm. It says certain individuals, um, those with closed-minded 
personalities are even more reluctant to expose themselves to differing perspectives. He said they will opt for information that corresponds to their view nearly 75% of the time. So let's just think about Fox News people. (laughs) Now, I suppose stuff they talk about everything in Fox News. It's nice to have a little balance. But sometimes you hear, you know, these stories, like you have these little things on social media where someone goes and asks someone a question and they're like, yeah, they're really bad. And then the the announcers like uh, give them the facts and they're like, oh, well, I don't know, but they're still bad. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I think of those people when I hear that because they have this information. I mean, are they ignorant? Initially, maybe they're not ignorant because they don't have the information. So they are having opinions based on their own, um, what they think. Most times. And, and I think some of it is. But if you get the information, you still like, no, they, you know. No, right. No. <laughs> That's definitely Because those people, like you said, if it's 75%, it's going to take an act of God to really get their mind changed. And I think it's it, it goes much more deeper than just their belief, I think, because they're around like-minded people. So that means their family problems was that way, so on and so forth. So there has been an indoctrination of yeah. those people. So these are things that has been woven into their foundation, into their ethic, their moral code or whatever like that. And you are going against. So you trying to say my mommy and daddy was wrong. You it's trying hard. to say my granddaddy was wrong. It is hard to make a comeback from that. And if, if especially... Like they said, these people are so close-minded. Close-minded sounds like they, you have all these differing opinions coming towards you all the time, and you're always choosing something opposite of it. But I think most, like as you said, most close-minded people is because they're not getting a lot of opposing opinions. Exactly. So around people that believe the same thing they believe and just perpetuate these ideas based on a lot of non-fact information. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they remain ignorant. And when they hear something that's different, that's very contradictory of what they already know to be true, right. it's very, very foreign. And it's kind of like, you the only person who said this, but literally everybody else around me have not said that. So it kind of makes it like, ain't nothing wrong with me. It's definitely something that is wrong with you. So I, I think with that, yes. The ignorance in the true term, they don't know. But because they haven't had new information come into the fold. And because that that changing, as I say, it's an emotional aspect. I'm not finna watch nothing that make me mad because typically if they watch something else, it's so, so different. And it's just like, hold up. It makes you mad because it's like, how do they believe it? But I think it definitely goes to the core. So even if they see something different on television, it's like they can't see it is definitely a mental block there because they've been indoctrinated since they was children. It's connected to so many things. It's like, okay, so if I now choose to believe you, that means this is not what my mama said, my daddy said, my grandfather said. And then what else, what other things that are incorrect? Because sometimes one one thought can change the trajectory of how you think about something in every aspect. And mm-hmm. so usually you're fighting against that. And a lot of times for people, when it comes to ignorance and especially those settings, and this is not just in a racial way, this is like in a lot of things, it is so much easier to remain ignorant. Yeah. Because you can stay in your circle. You're mm-hmm. more comfortable in your circle because the moment 
you look up and you think something different. You believe something different. It's hard to have conversations with the same people because they believe differently than you, like extremely different than you. Um, and not that it's a difference, but it's just like y'all really don't want to give me, y'all really don't want to hear this truth I'm trying to give y'all. And that can become frustrating. It can, you know, those relationship dynamics start changing. And so in those instances, a lot of people choose to stay ignorant because it's easier. And it, honestly, that makes sense. And, <laughs> and I say this, um, and maybe some people from what they, because they know they may be the only one and it's hard to go up against everybody else in the room. Right. And so they may still, hey, I'm saying these things or I'm just in the room and I'm not saying nothing, but they truly believe something different because they have some new knowledge, but they just know they can't spread it amongst it because it's like everybody in this town, everybody went to school with everybody at work at the school, everybody worked at the courthouse, my neighbors, the church, like literally every single person believes that particular way. And then that, that also kind of, tells you how when they it's time to vote, which this is a, a election year too, where they, they they categorize people, okay, not just male, female, racial lines. Where do you worship? The Baptists, the Anglo Saxons, the um, you know, are you Catholic? You know, all of those, then they go into okay, high school diploma people, college degree people, what what age bracket you're in so you can tell like they have such an interconnected web because it must for the people who have did that type of um statistical work it has to be very very apparent when you start asking these people questions it's just like guess what then we know exactly what to say to these type of group of people to get them rallied up to want to believe us or not and and when you look at just Speaking of like Democrats, a lot of times they go to major cities and stuff like that. They don't go to those little nook and cranny hillbilly towns and stuff because they already know. Guess what? They sold up. They read. They you can't you can't infiltrate those people because they already know it's so generational. Right. And so they they go to definitely they can still win these states and stuff over. But it's the bulk of the people that's in bigger cities where you have more of a mixture of types of people, different resources and all, you know, just different um, things that are available to them and what they get exposed to versus guess what? You out there in Greasy Corn, Akersaw, and you still ain't getting them at three channels. Well, I would say this, that I mean, that whole analogy, um, honestly, it's true for any topic. It's, to, it's true mm -hmm. for women. It's true for, you know, when we talk about religion versus spirituality and mm -hmm. the type of school you should go to. It can, it can be about any, any and everything that people choose ignorance. You know, sometimes people choose ignorance and or people choose not to know more information. You know, they choose not to be more informed. And if someone brings just a different idea, an opposing idea, it becomes very like they're butting heads. Because yeah. they don't hear it. Because a lot of times when the when certain ideas um, and, and and societal norms are you know <laughs> challenged, people don't people don't want no 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 no. It is a societal mm -hmm. norm for a reason, and we want to stay this way because it's comfortable. And that mm -hmm. is every area, you know. It's it's because I can think about it in in for me. I mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, you know, there's certain things that we'll say um, in in 
my family dynamic that we we believe you know in my family dynamic and what if someone tries to bring or me I try to bring a new idea what does that look like in my family dynamic when everybody mm-hmm. does a certain thing and I'm not saying this has happened or not but what does that look like it could be anything it could be like oh we should have a Saturday dinner and not a Sunday dinner it's something real basic right and it's like we've been doing this for 15 years why would we change it now? I mean, that is something so simple. I mean, it's a little different, but it's like you still get that pushback of some of change. Um, how many people think the same? You know, myself and my brother may agree based on the fact that, well, you know, they say that on Saturdays you have more time and then you have more time to digest your food. I am making up. Yeah. You have more time to digest your food before you go back to work on Monday. So blah, blah, you know. Yeah. But it shows up in multiple areas of our life, not just on the the big platforms, racial and political things, you know. Um, I think in those families, they still get invited to the cookout. I got a cousin. He definitely believes that the world is flat. I don't know when he started believing <laughs> it, but it definitely was somewhere on the lines of him becoming more well, active on Facebook. But guess what? He gets still getting invited to the cookout because he found a grill. Nobody don't care. Just like I told him, I said, okay, so if it is flat, what you going to do? Move off the earth? So it's just like, it's just, it just don't make no sense. It's just like some people believe that raisins go on potato salad. They don't realize that back in the day, the raisins accidentally fell over in the potato salad. Sometimes they say, we can still eat that. And then now you feel like, guess what? You still come. You just ain't nobody eating that slop. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, guess what they said? Bring that stupid ass on. You know, look, don't pay them no attention. You know, they be on some old shit. <laughs> Whatever, like <laughs> That's what, look, that's how the family would be like, don't talk to them, then we talking crazy. You know, they try to change rules like, they're just stupid. But, you know, we're going to invite them. They're going to have their money on time for the for the shirts for the family reunion and stuff like that. So, guess what? They still get invited. Just nobody don't pay them no attention. Nobody ain't going to eat their swap. So, they food, like, don't, 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 eat, don't eat their food. Uh-uh. Let me tell me to bring nothing, just bring you. But guess what? They got out the car and when they went around to the other side, like, God damn it, they brought something. And everybody watching to see exactly what it is and where they place it. And it's just everybody ain't everything except for this. Like, man, you know, you know, you know. We told you to bring plates. That's what we asked you to bring. We didn't ask you to bring anything. <laughs> Yeah, so you know those ignorant people, they still, they still get, they still around the family, they still come on. Cause guess what, they coming anyway. You can't oust them out. Cause guess what, they, they, they just like those, um, those astronomers. I'm trying to change y'all. The rock is coming. It's no, no, but you're right though. Like even in the smallest way, you are absolutely right. Like when people feel like they have this new knowledge, it is hard to turn it off. It's hard to be like, okay, well, whatever, y'all perish, right? So now I have this information that, oh, you need to be eating avocados and cucumbers. That'll be great for your blood pressure. I could see somebody saying, well, I'm going to just always bring it. Somebody At some point, someone's going to eat it. <laughs> They're not. But at some point, someone's going to eat it. But you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's hard to turn it off. And I think that's the whole thing when you say don't look up or, you know, you won't. Like, once you're awake, once you look up, you cannot look down. That is so true. That is not undo it, and now you're trying to get everybody on board with you, and it is stressful. It is stressful (laughs) because you know. I can think about some things because you know, like 
especially when you know that you know that you know like I know that this is right I mean that's still an opinion but it's like I know that this is right I'm gonna help you because I love you and I care about you you can't pull them up like you said they can pull it up now when it comes to like serious stuff race politics sometimes you just have to deal with or the people around you don't want you around it's a difficult conversation but they keep showing up because they're like no 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 but even in those situations I think people a lot of times they'll back off. Like one mm-hmm. of my um, managers in my internship, we talked about some dynamics in her family, and you know she doesn't go around as much about a particular family, but she still goes. And every opportunity she has to like interject, she does it. But as she said, it's exhausting. So mm-hmm. she doesn't always do it. It's like she don't always show it because it's, it's exhausting. Which mm. I imagine that you're always feeling like you having to fight this fight because I'm not going to let you sit and say stupid stuff. Right. She's definitely trying to protect her peace. And then sometimes with, sometimes some people, they have thrown their hands up and it's like, you know what? I'm done. You know, I have definitely tried my best. And there may be a, a situation or um, some moment where it's like, okay, I I might, I might be able to slide in and they will, but otherwise it's just kind of like, you know, I'm going to let you be. So some of this, I feel, I understand Noah. He was preaching 40 years. It was going to rain. The people ain't believe it. When it started raining, it was still out there dancing in the rain. But guess what? When it started getting around your kneecap, keep knocking, but you can't come in. He was building it because you didn't have to help. But I bet ignorance was painful when you was drowning like they say everybody oh it's fine y'all got your little terracotta pots out there you're catching rain water you're just drinking rain water and stuff and they say it's dry as they say it rained for 40 days so we've been in situations where it has rained two three days okay this rain was not just being absorbed but guess what when it got around your kneecap okay um i'm pretty sure it just wasn't a rush of everybody but it was a couple of people. But then by the time we got up there to the way waste, some something done floated away. Some people have floated away. You can't even sleep no more because your bed is up on the water. And it's a, you got a water bed and not the kind you want to have. And guess what? They said when the door was shut, God sealed it that no man could open it. I can see them out there. I'm going to burn it down. If I can't get it, I'm going to burn a hole in it. Guess what? God was just sending in one good raindrop just right on whatever you was trying to <laughs> Like, it would not like it. And guess what? God was saying, I'm not hearing it. Not hearing it. It was telling you. You knew. You didn't, You sat over there. You walked past and you laughed. You laughed. You laughed. Like, you didn't even have to participate in building this. But you could have been floating and riding with it. But guess yep. what? Peace out. You left here, we're going to start over without you. Well, I think that we've answered kind of the question, is ignorance bliss? Um, no. <laughs> I think ignorance is bliss in certain, like you said, or it, it depends on the category mm-hmm. of information. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's bliss and sometimes it's not. Because sometimes yeah. you have a, a high price to pay for not having information. But I do have a question for mm-hmm. you. Uh, Miss Renee, and I'm gonna answer this question too. What do you wish you would have known? Oh, what do I wish that I had known? Um, I think when I first 
entered into college. I had went to a school that gave me a lot of money initially, but I really did coming from a poor family. You definitely looking at because we ain't got no money to come out of pocket for us. So it was like, can you go here? And I really didn't research enough about like, would this school be a good fit for me for what I wanted to do career-wise? And it was like, it wasn't going to be a good fit for me because it was an all-girls school. I realized like I have to have testosterone around me because guess what? Men, that after sex, it makes you want to do better. <laughs> Getting up, putting on clothes, not walking around for a whole week with rollers in your hair. And I'm saying this because I've been here before. So it's like, and I never forget when I was in chemistry class and I was looking around, I was like, everybody is paying attention except for me. But you know, most of the class clowns be guys and stuff, you know, they trying to holler or whatever. And it's just like, you know, I'm down with, like, leave me alone. I'm trying to pay attention. But it's just like, ain't nobody bothering me. Like, this ain't for me. Like, I, no. So I wish I had known that because it was not a good fit for my personality. I still keep keep in contact with some females that went to school there. My outside of school experience was okay. But I do know that um, I don't want to be in spaces exclusively with women for long periods of time. I don't, I don't like that. Um, the female male energy. Yes. And also it was one of those things where you know figuring out now researching and sometimes I just didn't know like okay you need to research the schools to see like okay is this school good for this for what what is your end goal type of job that you want to get like you should go to these schools like you know so what is their retention rate what is all of this other different type of stuff so I didn't if I had known what I know now because I had got accepted to plenty of other schools. I would have never went there. Uh-huh. But one thing I did learn, I did not get. People sit up there and I might get some flashback or whatever. I understand why some men fight the hell out of women. Because when you be around them, it's just like, okay. I, I, I see that. But I take it case by case. I don't know why, why they got to fight I don't know. Maybe you cussed out his mama and guess what? You cussed out somebody's mom. If you're a girl and then you cussed out a boy mama, guess what? Maybe you should have your friends knocked out. But I learned a whole lot about women being there. Mm-hmm. And it was a predominantly white school over my eyes to a whole another different type of woman. And then being from home and just being around different people that was not like-minded and stuff. And it was just like, hmm. I didn't say my upbringing was perfect, but what I was doing, it ain't working out for everybody. Like, nobody on this floor like you. Guess what? Before the month over, nobody in this whole dormitory like you. So I'm going to say, you know what? You weren't raised right. You weren't raised right at all. So <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. So I wish I had, I wish I had known, like, Mm-mm, don't go there. Don't don't no, go there because it's fit. I say I'm telling our listeners, like, take that advice. If you are going to school or you have somebody going to school, do the research. You know, yeah. do the research. Find out. You know, you have to know your personality. I think that's pretty good. Um, so mine, what I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known at 18 had I opened up an IRA. Mm. 
and just put money a little bit every two weeks when I had a job, a little summer job. I, I had $50 every now and then. The money I would be sitting on right now because of compound interest. You know, yeah. I, I definitely believe in trading. I really want to get back into it. But you don't have to do anything with it. You just put it in. And where you make your money is in the long term. So I'm a Rob savings account. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> not a savings account, but an IRA. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's the compound interest they get you and the time, you know, you open it now, still want people to do it now, but you're having to wait till you're 60. We're not for you waiting till you're in your 60s. But if you did it when you're 18, that's, you don't need as much money. Darling, guess what? I already know. Some of it, I would have had took that money. I'd be like, guess what? I'm finna live, finna live it up right now. Because one thing I do know, you can't take it all with you. So that is I will be doing for my kids. Like, honestly, outside of what is a savings, I don't think about the savings. I'll probably do something else. But when they turn 18, oh, honey, you're going to get you a nice little Roth IRA. And we're going to put money in there. And every month, I will contribute if you don't have a job. As long as you're in school. We'll have some type of thing set up. Where mm -hmm. there's some money that's that's being stacked for you and you're getting compound interest at a time where, you know, your bills are not the bills of an older person. Yeah. And by the time you get older and you're making enough money that you can't even feel that little bit of money. Like when you're 18, you don't have to do a lot of money. $25, $50. Oh, my goodness. That is definitely what I wish I would have known. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. What do you wish you didn't know? Oh, what do I wish that I did not know? Oh, I wish I did not know how politics work. Mm. Because um, knowing how now um, the inner workings of local and national government works and how with some people, they were vetted in some of these, um, you know, uh, I believe preparatory schools before they even graduated, they was already groomed, you know, to be, they already knew like, this is where I'm going to be at. And that kind of goes back to with the, um, with um, the, the um, Supreme court justice nominee, you know, she had to work for hers right. and to get to where she's at, where other people, they were groomed yeah. and, and vetted. So all they had to do was, I got to pass my test. I don't have to work hard because my ticket, the pave has, has been made. And I think with us as being African-Americans and minorities and stuff, where it's just like, guess what? You got to, you got to work two, three, four times as hard, you know, excel over and beyond to in their eyes to kind of be, okay, well, you, you, you a little bit qualified. But there's another movie on um, Netflix called, I want to say The Family, kind of points to what you're talking yeah. about. And it's all about how, like, these men, mostly it's about more about the men than the women, but it's a house mm -hmm. where men and women come and they live. And basically, you live here, you know, the women serve them. They still get, they get an education. But basically, if you make it through this house, you get all the connections in politics. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you believe like they believe. Yes. So just, just knowing that, and I think it was um um 
uh, Hill Harper, he talked about, and I think Van Jones talked about it as well, like when they was, you know, at the Ivy League um, business um, law schools, that they was wondering like, hey, this person, they always coming on campus and they always get this little group of people. And they was like, yeah, I know what I'm saying. And once now that they're in the positions that they're in, they realize, guess what? You was vetted. You know, your freshman in your junior year, like your grade, exactly. Where we're just like, it's it's almost like they said, like getting into the military is better to get the people when they're younger because you you haven't you still trying to figure out who you are so they can shape and mold you into what they want you to be and your thought process at of what it is. So. Knowing that it makes it hard sometimes for me when it's time for me to go and vote mm-hmm. because it says it's like, do my vote count? But at the same time, I go back and it's like, yes, it does. And yes. I want to tell all of our listeners, all of our viewers, your vote count if you are a minority. Guess what? Your vote count because if it didn't, guess what? It wouldn't have been no... um. The the slaughter at Pettis um bridge. It would it would not be all this gerrymandering, the redlining, and the voter suppression. If your vote did not count, they wouldn't kill everybody. And for us as black people, we wouldn't have to get renewed every fifty years for for our vote to count. So it's like every time I go there, I have to really remember. Guess what? Yes, all of this stuff is going on in the background. But even though they're going in the background, the 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 um choices of the people can still sway whatever anybody had did. If not, they're gonna have to cheat. They're gonna have to steal that election because the people still have spoken. And it's like it's no way that nobody's gonna tell me that my vote does not count. And I'm gonna say this: if it didn't, why would all these people spend all this money? In order to put these little flags and stuff and bumper stickers and stuff and give it out to all these people and pins and all this other kind of stuff. Because if that's the case, well, then I need to try to be in T-shirt um, making business and just sell for when somebody running for office or something. Because it's like, honey, they pay good money. They'll get some different nice little T-shirts and stuff like that. But the I wish I hadn't known that. And that, that narrative didn't come from us. That was sold to us, so we can start believing that. That is one of the biggest lies. That is one of the biggest don't look up. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, 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 no. your vote don't count, but you want to kill people. You 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 made the voting tax. You can when you make people feel like what they do matters, you get their buy-in real easy. So that could have been something very easy. Yeah, yeah, go vote. Yeah, you can be all. Yeah. And, and I just know that although there's so much of stuff is backdoor and then you see political families, so you definitely know that people, they're running not based off of their merit. They're running off of their last name. And I'm pretty sure, like, if I came from a family like that, guess what? I'm going to exercise nepotism, too, for my kids. So in that right, I do understand it. However, for the people... The person that had that that name, your first two people who had ran under that name, that family members, they may have been really for the people, but everybody else after that, they've been trash. Like, get them out. We need some new blood in there, new ideas, new, you know, people who are who 
who understands the will of the people and the wants of the people. So that is one thing I wish I just had not known. I had not known. Um, I could have, I definitely could have did without knowing the true, true, the way politics and government work. I could have de- definitely dealt with out there. Well, mine is not that serious, but it's serious to me a little bit. I wish I did not know that Taco Bell me. <laughs> but edible. I could have went without knowing that. Let me enjoy Taco Bell with you. Well, they ain't calling it taco hell for nothing. Right. You better be somewhere close to that bathroom. So whatever it is, it, it's really not compatible with human because it may be edible, meaning that guess what? You can chew it up and swallow it. But once it get down in the digestion system, whatever it is, it definitely has a fight. <laughs> That's true. I don't okay, so I don't eat Taco Bell that often, but I definitely can eat Taco Bell, and I could have went without knowing it. I could have, I could have <laughs> without knowing exactly what it says because I think about that, and sometimes I'm like, oh, let me get the chicken quesadilla. It's not the beef, but surely if the beef is like that, the chicken is not the real beef. I think everything probably is. <laughs> everything is probably questionable. I could definitely be ignorant to that. You know. Yeah, and I guess what I I highly doubt that it was it's horse meat because um when I say out of the country <laughs> yes I've eaten horse meat before mm-hmm. not my choice um when I was <laughs> staying in the Caribbean oh, does people say that it's horse meat before oh I don't know I'm just saying it's I doubt that it's horse meat Did just because of my own own experience oh, of okay. it <laughs> so. We went to this place and it was called Whataburger. Not like this Whataburger that's here in the United States. It was something else, right? And so I'm eating this and I'm just like, this meat tastes different. Not bad, different. It tastes very, very different. It has a different kind of texture, um, flavor to it. And it's like, this is not coming from no season salt and stuff. And so... I go to the front and I'm like, I already ate half of it. <laughs> so at this point, it's just like, whatever it is in me, I'm pretty sure I ate enough to kill me. So I go up there to the front and they can't speak English. I'm asking, I'm asking, is this beef? Is this a cow? Do you know what a cow is? And it's just like, we don't have no cell phones. So I could just like Google up what a cow is. Because a cow look how a cow look all around the world. But guess what? You can make the sign of a cow. Moo. And it's like, no. And she made a horse sound. And it's just like, <laughs> what was the sound she made? I want to hear. Yeah, shut up. You don't you know that sound. <laughs> 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 I'm very similar to that. Because you're like, <laughs> and I'm just like, and I remember, I'm just like, and I'm holding my chest and my belly. And my friends, <laughs> my roommate was out with everybody. Renee, we not ate a horse. And I was sitting up there just like, what? Like, it should be something. Like, because it's like, this ain't what we be eating. And so I go and sit back down. And I thought about it because, you know, money is scarce. And I'm just like, funerals on this island and people they've been coming here so i ate the rest of it but i didn't go back to the eat 
<laughs> You're like, it is not gonna kill me. <laughs> At that point, it was just like I've eaten enough to kill me. The last thing I should do is is die on a on a half empty, half full somewhere. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I don't know what type of energy I need on the other side. So let's go on full stomach. But I was just like, oh my god. But um, I will say this: like I know that in it's, it's supposed to be illegal to um uh use horse meat in the United States. I do know that. But it's not because like the meat is dangerous or anything like that. I think it's just how people they just kind of view it. Horse meat is more of pets. I think so as well. But um it was a it was a unique flavor. Like it was really really nice. It was like a nice and I think because they lean ignorant to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this thing. So I think because they are lean, healthy, you know, more muscular animal, they don't have fat and stuff, you know, mainly like on them. And you know, they you don't see where they pumping them up with all these antibiotics and other stuff. I, I'm like the oh, for real. So I think it because it wasn't like a gamey type of meat because I eat deer meat too. And deer meat has a different um flavor to it as well. And I think because they're out there just eating, you know, un you know, like untouched vegetation, like it's not being manipulated with um chemicals and different stuff like that. So I think that's why I particularly like deer meat because like the, the flavor of the meat is good. And I think because they're eating, you know, fruits and berries and grasses of different sorts and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's the same way with a, with a horse meat. But I'm going to tell you this, if we ever get to a situation, I know what I can and cannot eat. And it's good that I am from the country because guess what? A whole lot of roadkill will be killed and eaten. Okay. I ain't gonna be lacking no protein. Okay. I can't say I won't. I would, but I'm though I can add the horse meat to my list. Yeah, let me tell you, with all this mess that they be doing, we probably ate a whole lot of stuff, but we just choose to be ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Let me live and not know. But it did not mess my stomach up. I will say that because afterwards, like I was looking for, like, okay, I'm looking for the revenge to happen. And I didn't have no type of issues or nothing like that. But I will say this every time I have been to Taco Bell, there has been a GI disturbance soon thereafter. I can't say yes. every time, but I know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, you know, that is our time as far as with this topic, but, you know, just us thinking about ignorance, you know, um, at least make it a choice. And let's not choose to be ignorant all the time. Okay. But don't, if, and like you say, open your mind, read something new. There may be something that you can learn. Um, that you're that way you're not you don't know what you don't know and you're not mm -hmm. in a certain situation that it would have benefited you to know in, more information. I thought this this was a really good topic. Yes, came with it because we both saw the movie and were like, oh my god, this movie was so good and it was so it's so many honestly so many other ways you can go with this discussion, but that was the biggest theme mm -hmm. of it. Like, you know, do you choose to look at exactly what's happening or do you choose to look away? Yes. So, yes. Um, I guess we determine it just depends on what's happening. So 
well, we are now going to celebrate birthdays in the month Happy of March. Happy so, birthday. So we would love for you guys to let us know about your birthdays. So we have a few we want to celebrate. Miss Renee, yes. you have, you yes, I have one in New Orleans. Um, Miss Zita with a Z. Yes, okay. she she's been in the forty plus club. But guess what? We we just welcome her for just a little further in depth. And my cousin Roshonda, better known as Roro. Um, my cousin Ernestine, she had a birthday this month. And one of my classmates, who is now the band director at our high school, Anthony, um, and my friend Jennifer. She she's not quite, but guess what? We 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 at the point now we ushering her closer and closer to the yeah, door. Yes, so we we definitely appreciate them. You know, another trip around the sun. We wish you many, 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 yes, many, and many, I have many. For our listeners, um, Chanel and Alexis. Hey, hey. birthdays. Your birthdays, I believe, are around the, the same early part of March. So hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful birthday. We would love to acknowledge you on your birthday. So if you would please email us at the 40 spot at gmail.com. Just give us your first name, your date of birth. We don't need the, the year, but just your date of birth so that we can celebrate you and acknowledge your birthdays. Like Renee said, happy birthday. Yes, get your boy down. So next time, um, two weeks from today, we will be back in two weeks, right, Miss Renee? Yes, we will be back in two weeks. It's God willing in the creek don't rise, as they say from where I'm from. Third, we will we will be back, and what we will be discussing is self care, and what does that look like? A lot of times, people think self care. I mean, even me, honestly, like, oh, I need a spotty. That is not just that's not the only way to do self your feed and all of those type of things. It's, it's definitely more in depth than that, and it's not just something that women need. Men need it. Children need it. Everybody needs self care. How do you care for yourself? And yeah. so that, that's broken down spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like a, a quick example. One one way of your self-care could be making a list to get things off your mind and on a piece of paper so you can stop thinking about it. That mm-hmm. could be the form of self-care. So we're going to break that down. We're going to dig a little deeper to it. Uh, April 3rd. And you say that April is actually what? What month is it? International... <laughs> Or national national dig safe month, but it's a lot of other stuff. It's <laughs> it was just one of the things. Stress month. Yes. Um, um stress stress awareness month. Yes, the stress awareness month next month. So we're we'll kick it off with that and uh then we'll talk about some other ways you can de-stress uh later yes. on in April. But so that's what we'll be doing. So tune in with us at the 40 spot on all social media, all platforms, uh, the four zero spots, uh, follow us, like us, share us, subscribe. Y'all, we are on all podcast platforms. We are on iTunes, iTunes, Apple Pods, Google, Spotify, uh, what is good pods, you name it, you can find us. We are not on 
what is it? Uh, radio, shoot, what is it? Some other thing, but you gotta, you know, that's that's there. It's like a radio station. I cannot remember. iHeart. We're not on iHeart. Okay. The other places, we well, yeah. Look us up, the 40 spot. You might have to scroll a little bit. You know, we we knew it. Look for the icon. It's right there. Look yeah. at, look for our icon. We are there again. Thank you so much for joining us live on the replay. One thing we just want to leave you with in all you're getting. Get understanding. Have a wonderful week. Yes, thank you again for tuning in. And if it's on a replay, we thank you for listening. And every other Saturday, 7 p.m. Every other Sunday. Every other Sunday. I'm sorry, y'all. This has been a long two weeks for me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Sunday. Yes. Every yes, other Sunday. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can find us live, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And later on in the week, we upload. And wherever you get your podcast at, that's where you can find us at. At the 40 spot. The 40 spot. At the 40 spot. The 40 spot. Y'all have a good week. Be blessed.